This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I like it when you can look at two stories on the Green Times. The one says, the UN General Assembly must back the right to a healthy environment. And then not too much later, the UN declares healthy environment a human right. It's a story seeking victory. And the next story says, we did it. Morning, Alma Pollard. I like the two stories next to each other on the Green Times. Absolutely. We were very blessed that in the last week some major developments have happened, especially for us early uptakers of the cause, mm. that finally it's a worldwide, well, uh, what was it, 161 um, states in the world yeah. are, um, voted in favor of declaring access to clean, healthy and sustainable environment a universal human right. I love that. The picture, of course, of two hikers trekking the mountains of Chile on the picture just makes you yearn to go and breathe some of this beautiful fresh air, which we all have a right to do. But so many people are ending up living in places where they're not able to enjoy that. They can't head up into the mountains somewhere, and it's uh, really wrecking our health. Never mind anything else, Elma. Absolutely. And you know, it says here that Air pollution is the largest cause of diseases in premature death. More than 7 million people die yearly due to pollution. So help us to understand what this, I mean, it's, uh, you've, you've expressed the resolution, but what does it look like, the nitty-gritty of it? Uh, what does it dig into, and what does this resolution cover? Well, this, this resolution now calls on member states, international organizations, and business enterprises to scale up their efforts to ensure a healthy environment for all. Mm. So it's a historic decision. It's a landmark development that, that um, demonstrates that the world can come together in the collective fight against the triple planetary crises of climate change, biodiversity loss, and pollution, and these are all unpacked in in this text, mm. and and the consequences unpacked, and the severity of it all, and this just means that policy that you know, there were lots of policies were drawn up. This is this has come over five decades wow. since 1972 when we started realizing the planet is in peril, and the world started talking together about what we can do because we impact on each other. We are no, no longer separate. Mm. Um, so there's so many issues that have over the years turned into policies, but this document now means that member states have to turn policy into action. Mm-hmm. And that is what us environmentalists have been driving for for so long, because policies on its own don't really do the trick. It's the final act, and that is, that is what is really exciting about this. Um, there's something which I, I quite like the sound of in the story called the triple crisis response um, help us to understand more about that. Well, the triple crisis response is just the, the focus on the three main crises, which is climate change, pollution, and biodiversity loss. Mm. Because the consequences of climate change we are aware of, and they are increasingly more apparent, so the increasing intensity, severity of droughts, water scarcity, wildfires, rising sea levels, flooding, melting of polar ice, catastrophic storms, declining biodiversity. And then, of course, air pollution um, and soil pollution, a big deal, which we've just spoken about. Mm. And, then, and then the um, decline and disappearance of biological diversity, which impacts on our food supplies, our clean water and life as we know it. 
Um, Elmo, what is the what's the big picture here? Uh, what difference will this actually make in this world that we live in uh, in the short term? But ultimately, this is a very long term thing when it comes to changing things in the environment. It's never a quick thing. Well, yeah, the thing is, this this um, um, announcement now um, recognizes that the, we have these international rights, mm. but they are all interfered with by the impact of climate change and unsustainable management of water of resources, etc., pollution in the air, land and water. So human rights, you know, I always say um, that it's when we separated man from nature that we started going off on the wrong path. Mm. And this basically brings them together to say it's not environmental rights and human rights. It's environmental human rights. Because we are part of nature. Nature declines, we decline. We are nature, essentially. So it means that in our decades-long fight for these um, emergencies, it changes um, us from begging for, for action to demanding action. Because it's now an internationally declared human right that we have a clean and, and healthy and sustainable environment. It's such a huge thing that you've just said. It's been declared a human right. 161 votes in favor is where we started our conversation. Um, there are eight uh, nations that abstained from voting. Do we read into that? Yes, it's quite interesting. I, I quickly went and checked. I um, wasn't really going to talk about them because I'm wanting to give you good news today. But, yeah, I see here I've got... China, Russia, Belarus, Cambodia, Iran, Syria, Kyrgyzstan, and Ethiopia. So the mind boggles a little bit. I mm. think probably big oil producers yeah. on the whole because they're so devoted to you know the, the fossil fuels. And so it's very tricky for them to figure out how to go forward if their main economies depend on this. But that's now me just assuming things. So one will have to go back and go into that and find out more. Yeah, you can't help but look at that and wonder, do we read into this? Is there a reason they have for abstaining in such a vital vote, particularly when it comes to environmental stewardship? Uh, interesting. Yes. Um, Elmer, but luckily, yeah. they are absolutely in a minority, so they aren't mm. really impacting on, on the statement. The text was originally presented by Costa Rica, Maldives, Morocco, Slovenia, and Switzerland last June. So this is an historic moment. It's a huge victory for us environmentalists. For me, it's about common sense. I yeah. always say environment is common sense. So it feels to me as if on the very top point of what organizes our, our country's climate, uh, um, common sense is finally prevailing, which is huge. Yeah, and part of what you've just said this morning involves climate change. Can't help but uh, comment on the front page of the newspaper this morning that speaks of uh, record high temperatures and heat waves in Tokyo. Even the dogs are wearing little outfits with built-in fans to cool them down, and you realize oh uh, you realize how far this is getting out of hand. And then you've still, on the oh. other side, got people who say climate change isn't a thing. Uh, I'm not sure if those are real climate change deniers or not, but surely the facts speak for themselves. Yeah, no, there was a huge climate change denial lobby created um, over the past few decades, and unfortunately they've done enormous damage. And some people are still holding on to false stories about that, so mm. that's very sad. Grateful that we can hear it from you, the uh, executive director of The Green Times, a story we've read. And interesting, you can go and have a look at the two stories juxtaposing one another, one calling for this resolution, the story right next to it saying, yes, it's happened.
So go and read both. And also maybe mm. of interest, if I was interested, it also un- unpacks the five decades in the making, the, the whole history since 1972, of how long it took to finally got this victory, and that's quite interesting. Maybe people would like to read that. There you have it. It's all in thegreentimes.co.za. As always, Elmer, we enjoy spending time with you. Thanks for opening our eyes to what's happening around us in this country, down the road from us, and on the other side of the world. Appreciate that so much. Thank you. Bless you. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.